Hey there, Nerd Clan. Head on over to the Mary and Blake store for all of the best nerd swag from all the different things that we offer. I mean, you can even get your brand new Keep Calm and Crown On products, including, of course, Betty's Balmoral Biddies shirt. You don't want to miss out. So let's get let your nerd flag fly. That's hard to say. The nerd flag fly <laughs> high at the Mary and Blake store.com. Perhaps the hardest is that I am obliged to support my prime ministers on any position they take, even yours, regarding sanctions against South Africa. My question is, given the lack of impact it has on your day-to-day political fortunes, yet how important it is to me, could you not have supported me just once? My fellow Commonwealth leaders, many of whom I consider to be friends, now feel that I have betrayed them on an issue most important to them. Well, they need only read the Sunday Times. It will give them no doubt as to your position. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to Keep Calm and Crown On. It's a podcast dedicated to the crown on Netflix. So grab your best cup of tea and let's get royal. Welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I would not want to be in the middle of this battle. Uh, you know, immovable object means an unstoppable force. Okay. What wins? I mean, I mean, well, we kind of end up know, knowing what wins, but still, regardless, uh, this is one of those battles that just a man should not just should not be involved. A just, man, a person, anybody. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I would not. No way, no way. I would I not want to argue with Margaret Thatcher, and I'm definitely not arguing with Betty. <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> nobody. My goodness gracious. Oh man. So thank you everybody for uh, if you're following us in live time, uh, just being patient with us. We we've essentially done by the time this is all said and done, we'll have done twelve podcasts in about. Eight days. It's a lot. Uh, which is a lot. And watched a lot of TV <laughs> so and then podcasted TV. right about it. So our brains have been a little bit fried. And then, of course, we have our time with our children and the rest of our lives. So it's all good. And of course, we would love to remind you that you can subscribe to this podcast. You can also find us on all social media outlets at marianblake.com. You can head over to the Marion Blake store to get your favorite nerd swag. And of course, we would be remiss. If we did not thank the patrons at jointhenerdclan.com for making this year podcast possible. Let's get into the show. Let's do it. Blake, so give me some of the details when it comes to this episode. The title is 48 to 1, which is an obvious reference to uh, the sanctions against the South African government for the apartheid uh, and uh, the 48 countries and the Commonwealth all approved the sanctions except one. That, of course, being England and that being a big point of contention between your girl Betty 
and uh, she's not my girl and, and bags and mags. Rather. None of the, neither of them are my girl. <laughs> so the director was Julian Gerald. Uh, he has a, a directed Act of God, uh, Galignite, Terra, Nullius, and obviously this episode. And I forgot to mention uh, for those of you Outlander nerds out there mm. that uh, he has also directed Ron Moore's Electric Dreams, which is on Amazon, uh, which was the show that Ron Moore kind of stepped away for from Outlander mm-hmm. for uh, this was the one that he went and did his own thing and kind of yeah. left everything in, in towards season three of Outlander. That's when he left uh, Matt Roberts and uh, Tony Graffia uh, in charge. So I thought that was just an interesting thing. He, he has worked with Ron Moore and we know a lot of you nerds out there love Outlander. So uh, the writer was Peter Morgan, of course, the showrunner for uh, the crown and uh, Mary, it's time for your Corgi's rating. My what Corgi do you rating is a 4.2. Wow. That's pretty low for you. It is very low. For why me. so low, Marvin? You'll see why. <laughs> okay, fine. Fair enough. Uh, for me, I'm actually going to give it a 4.8, which is high for you. This, that is very high for me. <laughs> and the reason why I'm giving it a, 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 a 4.8 is because it was different. It was, uh, it, it's very easy to get stuck in the, 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 the comfortable places when you're doing a television show, especially when you're reverting to the things that the crown is good at the political intrigue and dealing with the queen and, uh, and everything and how she has to maneuver things. But it wasn't just the same old, same old, it was different and it was Mm. different in many ways. And obviously we will get into that. I think, uh, for the rest of this episode, but uh, in the meantime, my love, your yes. uh, your GBGs, uh, what do you have? Uh, my good was just simply the typescript that was showing up as the author Michael was like penning his stuff. It was yep. just a different effect that we hadn't had before. And I yep. just thought, oh, isn't that lovely? My bad is I got really bored in this episode. <laughs> I cared most about the writer, Michael. Really? That's who I cared about. And that's my thing. Like, am I supposed to not like anyone right now, aside from Anne and Margaret and Michael? Because that's how I feel. I was like, on the Charles train. Well, and which on- Margaret? Princess Margaret. Princess, okay, cool. Yeah, Princess Margaret, Princess Anne. I'm on their choo-choo train. Woo-woo! Yep. yep. Um, but, like, I had been on the Prince Charles train last year or last season. Not on it now. That's Jumped totally off that true. thing. Yep, way That's off. gone. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, Elizabeth, the queen, not on her train. No. Yeah, you know, no. I, don't, I don't blame you for that. But why do you think uh, that you're not on her train at this moment? Because she is a mean person and an uncompassionate mother. And I am just all set. And the fact that she doesn't care about her kids, doesn't care when Diana hugs her, literally has to have a sheet of paper about her kids' hobbies, mm-hmm. cares so much more about other aspects in life rather than her own family, yep. and then sacks Michael. <laughs> just gets, After he tells her, listen, I don't think this is a good idea. And she's just like, whatever, I'm going to run my mouth and do what I want because somebody's going to clean up the In, in all fairness, it was not her idea. It was her private secretary's idea. In no, all fairness. She's like, I want to tell the truth. Is it going to be that bad if I actually tell the truth? Because I don't agree with her. No, what I mean is like getting rid of Michael Shea. That was not necessarily, at least the way that oh, the show please. was saying it, it was not necessarily please. her. She did not feel bad whatsoever. She watched him leave. Um, She was like, mm. 
I'm sucks I, to suck. I may differ with you on Look that. Look at one. the queen in her castle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about you? All right, I have uh, a tie for my good. The first one is that Peter Morgan, as we have discussed in this season of The Crown, I think has done a much better job connecting all better. the yeah uh, much better much better job connecting all the episodes and they are done in big ways and they are done in small ways and in, and in this case this episode connects back to Fagin and it is done in a small way and I, and Elizabeth is saying that her family is the commonwealth that she knows all these people she considers them family she doesn't know her own family well that's one thing that we're going to get into I think but she considers them family and she wants them she wants the best for the commonwealth mm. and that was partially already established in the fact that she knew that that vase that was broken mm-hmm. all the little details yep. about that vase about the Guyanese vase uh, mm-hmm. and because of that it's just one of those it's one of those small little details that when she does say I care about them as family it doesn't come out of nowhere. Mm-mm. It's already established in Fagin in a small way. But the other part that's really good for me is uh seeing um Claire Foy as the 21-year-old princess. Now that granted was a surprise. I have not watched as you know the first two seasons. But that does not um it doesn't the, the story that Peter Morgan is trying to tell does not blow past me. I see what he's trying to do and mm-hmm. what he's trying to say, the kind of growth that Elizabeth has had since her taking the reins as queen uh, in 1953. And bringing Claire Foy back is a great way to do that. The bad for me is also having to do with Elizabeth in that I kind of wish – we got a chance to see her interact a little bit more with some of the leaders from the Commonwealth to to actually establish a real relationship so that when we, when she says to Margaret Thatcher, this is my family. These are people matter to me. I wish we actually had some kind of interaction between them to legitimize that. Mm. It might've been hard to do so, but I think it, I feel like it probably would have made everything just a little bit better if we had that. And the great for me, uh, of course, is at the end of the episode, Mary, and you and I differ in this instance. You think that she doesn't care that Michael Shea has been sacked. My contention is that she does. And she spent the entire episode talking about how the Commonwealth is her family, that she will serve them no matter what. And she does something that is self-serving when she goes and says to Margaret, uh, to the press, yeah. this is how I feel. Yes. And the one self-serving thing that she does in politics, I mean, I'm sure there are others, but in this particular case, the one self-serving thing that she does ends up in Michael Shea getting fired. Mm-hmm. And what's great about it is that as she's looking out the window – in the foreground, you see Elizabeth and her reflection facing her. Yes. So she has to look herself in the mirror and say, what did I do? You know you did. Is this something um, – can I face my own reflection? Can I face this decision? Can I stare at myself in the mirror and be okay with the person that I've become? 
And that's why I think that she does care about the idea of getting Michael Shea fired. And that is my great. I love those visual representations of of a struggle that is you don't have to be told it's just showing you mm-hmm. and i like i find that awesome so what do you think mary what where do you want to begin with this one i know you said you were bored but what bored you in particular you know i want to think of it less as bored and more as disappointed just disappointed to see what we thought was going to be a great relationship between the queen and the mm-hmm. prime minister just completely deteriorate yep. to see the queen go to such great lengths for, you know, um, for the people in, in South Africa and yet wouldn't even hug Diana. I mean, I'll be real. Like, I appreciate that the queen took a stance on this. I really do. And I think that it, obviously, you know, in hindsight, it was the right stance. And I'm glad that she fought for it um, and got to hear the people of her Commonwealth. Um, I loved that shot when we were hearing the younger version of the queen and we got to see all the different people of the countries that yeah. she ruled over. It was just really neat. But... We've spent all this time with the intimate family, mm-hmm. and it is. It's just such a foil to how she is as a mother, as she is with this family. You just, I just feel like you can't trust her. And maybe it's because she always has to make what she thinks is the right decision for the country, but she does put that over family. And with all this words of family interwoven into the speech, right. we've seen what she's done to Margaret. We've seen what she's done to her kids and to Diana. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be that old hag and the princess bride. <laughs> liar! Liar! Like, uh, family would not be the word that I would use. Sure. So I think I just felt very icky. Yep. Maybe not bored. I just felt very icky, and there was very few moments of joy. It feels disingenuous, then. Yes. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Let's go over the Commonwealth real quick, Mm -hmm. uh, the history of it all. Uh, It's the Commonwealth of Nations, generally known as just the Commonwealth. And as of right now, it has 54 uh, member states. Uh, All, Nearly all of them are former territories in the British Empire. The Commonwealth was actually created in 1946, it looks like. Yes. Um, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. It was 1926 when it was, when it was created. Uh, and it was basically all of the formal, former colonies of the, of the United Kingdom or of, of Great Britain. And they all came together to try to make a, a better world and, and be family for each other, be there for each other to help promote the same things, promote mm-hmm. the English language, promote the, uh, the idea of democracy, or not democracy, but the idea of uh, all similar ideals of the British Empire. And actually, uh, now it is, like I said, it has 54 uh, member states, 16 of which uh, she, the Queen is the head of state. And right now, the Commonwealth uh, of the Realms, they have 33 other members, and they are republics, and five others actually have different monarchs. Oh, wow. Yeah. So not all of them are just part of the British or were part of the British Empire. They're just free to join and anybody is free to join as long as they help promote the same ideals. And they have no legal obligations to one another. They're just connected through their use of the English language and historical ties. So that is what is they, they, they stated. Well, their stated shared values of democracy, human rights and the rule of law are enshrined in the Commonwealth Charter. 